What's up, everybody? World Football Talk back at it again. Your host, Ryan DiLorenzo. Hope everyone had a uh, fun week of football. I mean, a lot of good Premier League games, uh, La Liga games. Starting off with La Liga games, Garano defeats Real Madrid 4-2 in an in unprecedented La Liga win for the team against such a powerhouse, Real Madrid. I mean... Never before has, so all four goals in this game came from Valentin Castellanos. For all those who remember the name, he was um, from NYCFC and Grano bought him out or maybe he's on a loan, I'm not too positive, but he scores four goals in this game against Real Madrid. Unbelievable. Uh, a MLS player, former MLS player, comes in, scores four goals. I don't think, I think there was a stat, no player in history, or maybe probably since like the 60s, has scored four goals against Real Madrid. Unbelievable win from them. Real Madrid, they're struggling a little bit. You could see it. Uh, Luka Modric just reported actually today he might not be available for the Manchester City semi-final first leg at the Bernabeu. And that's going to be a tough miss for them. Uh, we talked about recently that they're also going to be missing Militao due to yellow card accumulation suspension. So another player in this matchup that is going to be missing for the first leg. It's tough for Real Madrid. Uh, these are two key players. Yes, they have the bench and the depth on the bench to replace him, but there's not a lot of replacing Militao and Luka Modric. You can't really just substitute another player, expect them to do what they did. I I will give it, Modric didn't have his best game against Chelsea in their last outing. Gave the ball away a little too much. If you are a Real Madrid fan, I, I, I bet you're probably saying the same thing. It was a little uncomfortable, a little uncharacteristic by Luka Modric, the Croatian. But uh, yeah, definitely a terrible loss. News coming in from today that he probably won't be fit to play in that game from two weeks from now. Which is uh, it's just terrible. But uh, they lose this game 4-2. to two. Huge, huge game. Uh, they could have possibly got back into the title race. 11 points down right now. This would have put them 8. Barcelona dropped points this week. So it could have been a possibility that they could have somehow made this end of the season very exciting. But they drop a huge loss away. Valentin Castellanos, NYCFC legend at this point. Amazing to see. Amazing to see. He helped them win a MLS Cup. Which was, you know, we're very grateful for that. And then he goes on and does this to Real Madrid. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The goals were very class. Some of them were a little, you know, not not the most spectacular finishes. But he had some worldly efforts put onto net that uh, really gave him an advantage. It was, uh, it was a good match. It was good, fun to watch. Good highlights if you want to check them out. That was on Tuesday, April 25th. We're recording this on Friday, 
April 28th. Um, and uh, also on Tuesday, we had some Premier League games. Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace have been red hot. Wolves also not doing terrible. Staying above relegation. They win this game 2-0. An own goal by Anderson in the th- third minute. And then late Ruben Neves with a PK in the 94th extended minute. It was a good win by Wolves. Jose Sa with another shutout. This goalkeeper is amazing, man. I mean, he... I think he had like five saves. And, and you know, Crystal Palace is a good team to, to sh- not even let them get on the scoreboard, man. It's That's a tough task to handle. But Wolves do it. They do it at home. The Molyneux, bro, it sounded loud. It was a... It's a tough place to play. I've been saying this for a while. Molyneux is not anyone's friend. Unless you're uh, Manchester City, probably. They probably won there. I would imagine they probably won this season away there. But it was uh, it's a good game by uh, Wolves to pull out the dub. You know, Crystal Palace, I think they're like 8 points above 17th place right now. So they're sitting pretty. Wolves are probably up there somewhere too. So good, good for Wolves to stay out of relegation. Palace a little... You know, they need to start picking it up, Palace. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this team that they've showcased throughout the weeks, prior weeks, that they can take on big teams and get good results. But obviously, this was not one of them. A lot of shots outside the box. Wolves played a great defensive game, so you got to kind of give it up to them in that aspect. So, but a uh, great win by the Wolves. 2 nothing win. Also on Tuesday... Ashton Villa beat Fulham. Tyrone Mings header in the 21st minute. Um, and uh, El Capteon, John McGinn, the Scottish brother, scores, uh, gives the assist. Ashton Villa, man, I mean, I, I was reading an article today about Unai Emery saying it's nearly impossible for them to finish in top four. I wouldn't say it's impossible. Um, I would say that you know, they need a lot to happen, especially, you know, uh, right now Newcastle are flying. Uh, we'll get into their game later, but they they destroy Everton away and they don't look like they're dropping points anytime soon. Whereas United, it's possible, man. I mean, we'll get into their game against Tottenham a little later, but man, oh man, was that, a, that was a tough, tough ending to the game. United Tottenham, especially if you're a United fan, uh, it was not fun to watch. Not a not a lot of excitement in the second half. First half, a lot of excitement. Second half, you know, I wish sometimes you wish games were a little shorter. But uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the the end of those games a little bit. But uh, Asher Villa, man, they're making a run. They're they have they haven't lost a game in in a while. Um, I think they drew. Recently, they drew... I forgot who they drew, but it was West Ham. I think it was West Ham. And uh, But other than that, they've been on a decent unbeaten run right now. Ollie Watkins playing out of his mind still. Uh, didn't get it on the score sheet, but definitely had a lot of opportunities 
to score a goal. Um, but Fulham, I mean, you, you, you can't doubt their defense. We've talked about it time after time. Tim Ream, Anton Robinson, they just have a they have a solid back line. Um, Reno in net um, from Arsenal, they got him a couple years back. Maybe he he actually came from another club before he went there. But this is a good squad, and Ashton Villa took care of business, and they they're gonna keep fighting. I mean, I, I could see them. F- Definitely making Europa League at this point to finish top four is going to be a challenge, like Unai Emery said. But, man, I mean, if United continue the form they're in and Ashton Villa continue the form they're in, it's going to be a, it might be a fun championship Saturday. And I hope it's not. I hope United tighten up their gloves, tighten up the boots, take care of business where it needs to be taken care of and they see themselves in as this four spot but they got to be worrisome they got to they got to definitely keep their eyes on Ashton Villa to keep their eyes on Liverpool these teams are making strides to make Champions League and it would be a very huge disappointment and shame for them to not finish in top 4 uh Champions League qualification so Last game of the day on Tuesday, we had Leeds taking on Leicester. They tie that game 1-1. Yori Tielemans with a beautiful strike outside the box. Probably would have went down as one of the best goals of the month. But it gets ruled off for offsides. Uh, ball gets tipped into the box. A little back heel pass to a guy up front. He kicks it, kicks it back out to the box. But he was offsides when he when he received the ball, so goal doesn't stand. And then um, Sinistari, uh, Lewis Sinistari for for Leeds, putting an- away another one. Uh, he's been their man re- as of recently. He he's been putting away a lot of a lot of chances, making them look dangerous up front. And he he gets assisted by Jack Harrison. It was just a beautiful ball executed up from outside the box. Finds his, I don't, I don't remember if he headed it or if he got a low kick on it, but it was just, oh, it was gorgeous. Beautiful goal by Leeds. That was in the 20th minute. And then uh, off the bench, Jamie Vati, the, 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 what used to be a warehouse worker. Jamie Vati doesn't get enough credit. And, and you know, I, I'll take blame for that because, you know, when we started this podcast, we only started in December. We started this thing back when Jamie Vardy was the dynamo that he was. We would be singing his name a lot different. But, I mean, huge, huge goal from him. He gets off the bench. I forget what minute he got subbed on. But comes on, scores a goal. 80th minute, assisted by James Madison. And then he had another goal that was ruled off sides pretty quickly. But... Possibly it could have went up 2-1 if he if he keeps his line. Uh, it was a pass across the box. He was just a little, he, a little too eager to attack the ball and run onto it. But they tie that game 1-1. These teams right now are tough. It, it's a tough um, battle between these two teams, Leicester City and Leeds, because they're both they're both pretty bottom of the table where. You know, one of these teams, it's possible, is going to be relegated. 
Uh, it would have been huge for one of them to pick up the three points. But as of right now, Leeds United, 33 games played, 30 points. Leicester City, 33 games played, 29 points. So th- this is still a tight, tight bottom of the bottom of the stages right here. Uh, there's been a lot of teams growing. Uh, we'll get into it. Bournemouth winning uh, the other day, yesterday. They put themselves... Uh, seven points out of re- relegation zone right now, which is pretty solid. You know, it's at least two games. And basically, it's between Leeds, Nottingham, Leicester City, Everton, and Southampton right now. Out of those five teams, those are the, probably going to be the teams that have the most probability of being relegated. So, it's going to be a fun end of the season for a lot of these teams. Uh, who knows? Maybe while they start finding form, some of these teams that are decently close like West Ham, AFC Bournemouth, maybe they start dropping points. Maybe they have to play some tough opponents coming up. And who knows? I mean, Leeds, their next matchup is against Bournemouth. West Ham, next matchup against Crystal Palace. Nottingham Forest against Bright uh, Brentford. Leicester City and Everton have to play each other. They're both Leicester City, 18th place. Everton, 19th place. Southampton has to take on um, Newcastle. We all know how basically that one's going to go. But tight, tight bottom of the the stages right now in the Premier League to see who gets relegated. And those were our Tuesday games. On Wednesday, we started off the day with a 2-0 win for Brentford away at Chelsea. Cesar Azcobacuecta scores an own goal. 37th minute, and then Brian Mbwemu scores 78th minute, assisted by Shaden Baptiste. And let me tell you, for anyone that remembers the lines of this game, Chelsea were heavy favorites to win. Brentford were plus almost 300 to win. If you didn't take Brentford, shame on you, because they were... That's like the most generous generous payout money line you could ever give a team playing against Chelsea I mean we're, we're, listen I, I could see if it was like Southampton you know maybe like Leeds uh, not I wouldn't even say Everton but maybe Everton maybe Everton I don't know but Brentford a team that is in ninth place um they're they're sitting almost 10 points above Chelsea. And, and they're plus 300 odds. It was such an easy pick. Brentford win that game 2-0 away at Stamford Bridge. Who knows what's going on there? I don't know. I, I know they want to bring in Pochettino. I don't know if it's confirmed yet. You know, you see a lot of rumors. You don't know what's true, what's not. Supposedly they want to bring in Pochettino. We'll see if they do that by the weekend. Or, or, well, we're recording this Friday, so basically, it, I, I haven't seen any confirmation yet. So, who knows who's going to come in. I mean, Frank Lampard is obviously not the guy. He's obviously not even the interim manager, main person they should want even want there. I mean, what is going on in this organization? What is going on in the Chelsea organization that is 
leading to such poor results. I mean, Reese James, Mason Mount, out for a substantially long time, maybe for the rest of the season. No one knows. Very hush-hush uh, injury-wise. But, you know, they still have ballers, man. They paid for this guy, uh, Mudrick. They paid a decent amount for him. They have Enzo Fernandez. They still have, I mean, as out of form as he has been, but Raheem Sterling, you know, Nagolo Conte, they're trying to make him into like an attacking midfielder. What What's going on here, guys? What the fuck? They don't want to do this. You, you got to let the boys just play. I, I don't understand why, you know, Frank Lamp, I, I would love to know like how free and lax the the dressing rooms are before games at practices because it seems like they just have no there's no motivation Uh, granted yeah you're in 11th place what are you really going to fight for you know uh, completely almost almost uh, unprobable even through numbers to make top seven which would include europe ball at least Europa Conference League but you could just see it there's no effort on on the whole scale of the team they they're very lack lackluster all the time uh missing maybe a couple key components I don't know about Thiago Silva's health at this point I know he's been picking up injuries every other game but man oh man Chelsea are you having a tough, tough season? Very tough season. But uh, Brentford, not to uh, not to s- step on your parade. Uh, great win, and you know I wish Ivan Tony could have got a little golasso there. But other than that, they're they're flying. They're playing good. Next matchup for them, Nottingham Forest. We'll see how that goes. I'll give my predictions a little later. Um, to talk to move on to Nottingham Forest, they take on Brighton. And Holben Albion. Nottingham Forest home. They're battling for relegation right now. Without this win. So they win the game 3-1. Without this win they're sitting in 19th place right now. But somehow. Somehow they dig into this game. And they beat such an informed Brighton side. By two goals. Brandon Johnson missing a PK in the 12th minute. Um, Bonatti. Fuciando Bonacci from Brighton. Uh, great goal by him. But then they score an own goal right before halftime in the 48th minute in the first half. Pascal Gross. You know, they they lose the FA Cup semifinal in PKs, which was a amazing match defensively, if you could say. Shutting down Rashford, Sancho, Antony. Not letting a, a lot get done going forward. But they lose in PKs. It's a tough PK loss. You would think after that, all right, we need to go. We need to dig in and finish top six, top seven. Currently sitting eighth place right now, four points behind Liverpool. This would have put them a point behind Liverpool. And they're still in the running. It would have put them three points behind Ashton Villa, who are sitting in sixth. This is a game that needed to be won. It was written in the stars that they needed to win. But Nottingham Forest, they they took care of business. Nottingham Forest 
wanted it more. They won more 50-50s. They won more headers. They moved forward. Donalo with a goal in the 68th minute. And then Morgan Gibbs-White with a PK in the 91st. So technically like more like a 2-1 win. But finishes 3-1 with a PK at the end. They just, I mean, Matomo, opportunity after two, op, opportunity. Solly March had a lot of opportunities. They had to sub in Danny Welbeck. He didn't really create much. Evan Ferguson, he's still hurt. It, it, it's tough, man. They Stupin Young was playing a good game. He gets subbed out to put some um, attacking prowess onto the, on the pitch. But he is a really good attacking wingback. Or, or left back, whatever you want to consider him. Uh, wing back or just a, your classic um, outside back. It, it was just poor performance by Brighton. You can't blame the refs for this game. They, uh, you know, they they got outplayed. They got outplayed. They got outcoached. And uh, Nottingham Forest sitting in 17th place right now. Sitting, not pretty, but... Next game coming against Brentford, they're going to have to have a lot of things to, to think about this game, especially with Leicester City and Everton playing each other. One of those teams is probably going to win. If not win, they might draw. Still gives them the point to put them above. Well, uh, Leicester would go above Nottingham if, they, if Nottingham Forest can't get the dub against Brentford. So... It's going to be a huge game for Nottingham Forest. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, I'm going to give my predictions a little later, but tight, tight at the bottom. Tight, toy like a toyga. Toy like a toyga. Uh, also on Wednesday, West Ham taking on Liverpool at home. I had this game finishing 2-2 draw. Thought West Ham could do it. I thought they had a couple opportunities that they could have put another one in, but they lose this game 2-1. West Ham opening up the scoring sheet by Lucas Poquita. I don't know if I said that right, but I think that's how you say it. Uh, assisted by Mikola Antonio. And um, that was in the 12th minute. Six minutes later, Cody Gakbo with a great goal. Um, just on the floor, finishes it. And 1-1, uh, assisted by Trent. That was in the 18th minute. And uh, Jared Bowen with a goal ruled off, uh, with a goal that was ruled off sides in the 55th. That was their opportunity to go ahead. He just gets a little too eager, and uh, just a little above the line there. He's off sides, and then Joel Mapti with a header, another, uh, and, a, and then an assist by another wingback from Liverpool, Andrew Robinson. That was in the 67th. Liverpool hold on. They move up the table once again. And Liverpool are battling for top four. Currently in seventh place. Um, seven points behind United. They are a point behind Tottenham in fifth place. A point behind Ashton Villa in sixth place. They're fighting, man. This is a team that, you know, they got Tottenham coming up next game. It's going to be a fun, fun matchup. Uh, fun matchup for them. I think, they, uh, I think they're going to do a lot better than what United did to Tottenham. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on, the, on those games coming up. Wednesday, also, we saw Inter Milan 
defeating Juventus in the Coppa Italia. Aggregate was 1-1 leading it up to the second leg. Rodrigo DeMarco scores a goal in the 15th minute assisted by Nicolo Barella. They win the aggregate series 2-1. Inter Milan moves on to play Florentina. Um, Inter Milan, who are now in the semifinals of the Champions League. Florentina, let me just double check. I'm almost positive. Are also in the semifinals for the Europa Conference League. So, big, big matchups coming up. For both these squads, and who knows, maybe they, uh, maybe they're a little title hungry. You know, who who knows who wants the title more? This is going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting matchup for the Coppa Italia final. Um, we'll, I'll give you a little update when when that is as as it draws closer. <clears throat> but should be a good game. Wednesday also saw the game. What everyone was waiting for to see if it was possible. If 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 City are the end-all, be-all, the strong arm in the league. And they stamp their foot as not champions yet. They're still points behind Arsenal. I think two points behind Arsenal, but they have two games at hand. It looks like... Manchester City will be Premier League title champions for the third year in a row. And they win a game against Arsenal. 4-1. to one. Arsenal could not handle the likes of Manchester City. They try to press them. Manchester City broke it. They find Gundogan. They find John Stones. They were finding Kevin De Bruyne in the middle. Or they were bombing it to Holland. Holland would just trap it down. I mean, that's how they got their first goal. It was a beautiful ball into Holland. Holland takes a beautiful touchdown. Kevin De Bruyne runs off him. Deeks through the defense. Has two defenders, but it doesn't matter. He just finishes it. Puts it in the bottom corner. The guy's amazing. The guy is amazing. Both of the players are... The whole team, man. I mean, they're a dynasty team. They're a dynasty team. They will possibly treble this year. Especially with the news of Real Madrid missing a couple players in their first leg. That's money. That is money for Manchester City. Especially they have to play away their first game. Manchester City does. Real Madrid's home. You know, maybe they tie. Maybe they... Maybe Real Madrid win by a goal or... Whatever. I, I think Manchester City gets a decent amount of points or, or goal tallies on the aggregate in that matchup. And then they had to go play in the Etihads, which this team does not lose there. So they're going to go to the finals, in my opinion. I want Real to go, but where we stand right now, it doesn't. it's not looking pretty. And... Who knows? Maybe they take care of business, but City might go to the Champions League final to take on Inter Milan or AFC, uh, AC Milan. And who knows? I mean, if, if they do have to play AC Milan, AC Milan has a lot of history with the title. 
which would be, you know, teams that have a lot of history winning the cup, you almost give them an edge because they've done it before. The organization has done it before. They know what it's like. They know what it takes. Inter Milan, you know, they've done it as well. I think I think they won a Champions League, if I'm not mistaken, with Jose Mourinho. But it's going to be tough. Whoever has to play Manchester City if they make it through. But possibly there, they can win a title. They can win a title in the Premier League, most likely guaranteed. And then they have to play an AFA, uh, FA Cup final against Manchester United, which, as a United fan, I... I, uh, I have a little hope. I have a little hope that they can handle the game. Maybe force a late decision-making goal. Keep it tight. But, I mean, the likes of this game, 4-1. I mean, goals coming from two from De Bruyne, one from John Stones, one from Erling Holland late, and then a consolation Arsenal goal from Rob Holding, who... He did not play good defensively. You know, Arsenal missing uh, Saliba. Huge miss. Huge miss from him, from Arsenal. To not have him in the back line in such an important game, it's just, uh, it's tough. And then to have to put in a guy who really hasn't been getting the minutes to have to stop Erling Holland. It's it's not it's not an easy task. <laughs> To uh, not play that many minutes in a season and then have to come in and take care of business against the all-time goal scoring. He just broke the all-time goal scoring record in 38 games in the Premier League. He's uh, he's legit and, you know, um, who knows? It's a couple games left. I think City have seven games, but... It's gonna be. Uh, I think. I think within the next couple weeks, we're gonna know who's won the title. But uh, great win from them. I'm not gonna boost them up too much, but they uh, they looked great. Also, Erling Holland with two assists. So Erling Holland with two assists and a goal. Kevin De Bruyne with two goals and an assist. Phil Foden on the assist tally uh, tally as well. Great game. Not not the uh, not the result a lot of people wanted. And then we uh, had some games yesterday. Um, three games, three Premier League games. There were a couple other La Liga games going on, but not too uh, not too up to date with them. So once I get better cognizance of what's going on in those leagues, I will talk about them more. Um, but not a lot of, I think Sevilla won, which is huge for them. They're, they're moving up the table. They're on like a seven game, not losing streak. It's big, big team for them, uh, moving on to the semifinals as well in the Europa League. So we'll see how they match up against Juventus in the coming weeks, form wise, player injuries, and uh, same thing with Juventus. But on Thursday, yesterday, Newcastle go to Everton. Take care of business. Calman Wilson with the opening goal in the 28th minute. And then there's nothing until the 72nd minute. Joel Linton with a goal. Assisted by Joseph Willock. 
Callum Wilson with another goal makes it 3-0, 75th minute. So three minutes after they score their second, assisted by Bruno Guillermez. Dwight McMeal with a goal header um, across the box in the 80th minute. And then Jacob Murphy, which he scores in the 81st, which, listen, Alexandra Isaac didn't get the assist. But, oh my lord. Alexandra Isaac might it might go down as the best uncredited assist in the season. I mean the way he just took the ball, danced around two defenders, broke down the the goal line. You think all right, maybe he's going to dribble out of bounds, maybe he's going to pass it across, beats another defender. And then chips it between the goalkeeper and another Everton defender to find Jacob Murphy in the back post. Oh my lord. It was unworldly magic from Alexander Isaac. I mean, dude, it, it was it was incredible. If you haven't seen it, look up the highlight. I posted on the Instagram page. By far one of the best goals of the week that I've seen. It was unbelievable, unbelievable um, balance, creation, determination, and execution at the end. Just unbelievable. And then um, also at the end, Fabian Scher would have fucking hit a wonder strike. Would have made it a 5-1 game. Gets ruled off sides though. But what a game from Newcastle. Like I said, they're flying high. Third place right now. They're looking pretty. It looks like they're going to be in Champions League football. And who knows who's going to be in that fourth spot. It's a lot of... Uh, a lot of the... the depending on... F- f- recent forms and... Coming matchups. It's going to be a... It's going to be a fun ending for that fourth spot. I hope United can hold it. And uh, also on Thursday, yesterday... Bournemouth take care of business. Marcos Travenera... Scores a goal in the 50th minute, assisted by Dominic Solanke. And uh, Shea Adams comes onto the pitch for Southampton. Scores a goal in the 89th, but gets ruled off sides. Bermuth win this game. Southampton with another tough ending. Sitting last place, Southampton. Could have been between the last two games. uh, The game against Arsenal that they blew three. They were up. 3-1, 3-1, they blow it, they tie 3-3, could have gave them three points. This game could have gave them a point, they could have drew. But currently sitting in last place, doesn't look like they're going to be moving out much. And we could uh, see the, I think they've been in the league now, this is their 12th or 11th year consistently in the Premier League. It could be the end of Southampton in the Premier League. And who knows how they do in championship EFL football we'll see but it, it, it's coming close it's it's coming to the point where we're going to be saying goodbye to Southampton and then to end the day on Thursday we had Tottenham hosting United now United enter this game beating FA beating Brighton in the FA Cup lost to Sevilla their last Premier League outing, they beat Nottingham Forest 2-0. So it was their, you know, it was their first game back in the Premier League. They go up 
2-0 in the first half. Goals from Jordan Sancho and Marcus Rashford. Rashford assisted Sancho on the first goal, and then Bruno assisted Rashford on the second goal. Boys were buzzing. It was beautiful football. We were working Tottenham. We were making Tottenham look like what Tottenham is. And uh, then in Ten Hag, man. I mean, I know some people that love him, man. They're like, oh, he's the real deal. Yeah, he has all these wins this year. We've we've out won. The, uh, we've had more wins this season than we've had in probably like the last three, four seasons. It's I'm not saying Ten Hogs not a good coach. He is a good coach, but he is not a top tier coach. He is a mediocre coach at best. He can win games that should be won, like we beat Nottingham two 0 beautiful. But then we go away to Sevilla. Even before going away to Sevilla, we host Sevilla. We were up 2-0. We he makes a bunch of subs. Ah, we sub everyone. Everyone's coming out. Everyone new people are going in. We had such a good thing going. He subs out all these people. We wound up giving up two own goals. Can't produce anything going forward. It was it almost looked in that United game that we were hosting Sevilla that we were gonna lose three to two. And then Whatever. We lose. We we beat Nottingham Forest. Big fucking whoop. It's a team that we should be beating. We probably even should be beating them more than 2-0. And then they go away to Sevilla. They lose 3-0. Terrible game plan. I, I know no Bruno, but nothing was going forward. They had no attacking prowess. Nothing, like I, I, What is he saying to them in the locker room before the game? Like what? What's the game plan? What What are we gonna do to create goal chances? This we know the defense is gonna play this way. We know they're gonna play a counterattacking offense. How do we come in, dominate the ball, pull them out of placement, pull them out of position, find the gaps, find the ball out wide, find the ball into the box, hopefully get a chance on target. Where Where is this? Because it looks good the first half against Tottenham. Maybe not in the Sevilla game. And then also even not in the FA Cup. I mean, they barely got any opportunities on the on the target. I think they had the same amount of opportunities as Brighton, but with like 35% possession, which is terrible. And, you know, they come into this game against Tottenham looking for a result, looking for a win, solidify themselves in top four. That's what you need to do. On the other side, Newcastle are destroying Everton. This is what we need to be doing. And they're up 2-0 at half. Whatever. Next half's coming around. Tottenham are getting a little more dangerous, sending a little more men forward. And But instead of keeping your playmakers on, he takes off Christian Eriksen to sub on Fred? How does that, how does that make sense? In, in what world does that make sense? To, to do that. Then he, what is it also, he takes out Jodan Sancho, who was playing, he had a goal. He had a goal. The guy's obviously dangerous. He was doing a lot in the attack. Subs them off. Subs on Martial. Martial didn't have a great game. And then pushes Marcus Rashford to the uh, to the left wing. He Rashford was playing great as a striker. That's how he got his goal opportunity. He was up top. How is he going to get that opportunity if he's playing on the wing? He, he, he 
it doesn't make sense to me. He, he, it's like he want like this is like JV ball back in the day when oh, let's get everyone minutes. Everyone needs no, not everyone needs minutes. We could play this game, get the dub, keep the clinical players on the pitch. I understand the Wambasaka sub because he had a yellow card, which I don't think was a yellow, but he has he has a yellow card. He likes to get stuck in a lot, leave his feet. Yes, take him out. I forgot who they subbed on instead. Malasia, and then you moved. Then they moved Diego Dalla to the right. Whatever. Malasia, I think, struggled against Kulachevsky. Maybe Dalla would have, if you kept him on the left, but then Malasia's got to cover Huming Sung. I don't think Malasia is the key. And then obviously, yes, we're, we're missing defenders, but that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. Then you sub on Wagwaghurst, which never is a good sign. I mean, we're ha- I'm happy uh, Harry Kane, uh, Harry Maguire wasn't on the bench because he probably would have hit put him on the pitch too. They make all these subs. There's no possession for United. The only possession that's coming is maybe the second third of the pitch. They and then they kept losing the ball trying to find the ball into the middle because Fred was giving it away like. It was his job. You know, Casemiro played well, but he had a couple key giveaways. Bruno Fernandez to go up 3-0. Beats the beats the defender, goes one-on-one with the keeper, and skies it, hits the fucking crossbar, man. Oh, would have been a 3-0 game out of Tottenham's hands. But they don't. They 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 lose that prowess. They don't find the ball going forward enough. They wound up giving up a goal to Pedro Paro. It was a good shot by Harry Kane. And ball gets punched out by De Gea. Pedro Paro's there. No one's shutting him down. He finishes the top of the corner. De Gea's looking. Oh, well, Richarlison's in the net. Uh, it's a, it's a offsides. Yeah, if you went into him, he barely even attempted to save the ball. I don't know if he thought it was going wide or over, but if he tried to save that ball and Richarlison's there and touches him, then he's off sides. Go after the ball. Great finish, though, from Perro. And then uh, that was in the 56th, 79th minute. Hyoming Song with an assist by Harry Kane. Which is, you know, classic Harry Kane doing classic Harry thing, Kane things. Just sending the ball to the other side of the box with a beautiful... With, with beautiful pace on it, execution, Dalo nowhere to be seen. Defenders were just ball watching basically the whole second half. Uh, there was even a, a, a header from Eric Dyer that should have been a goal, would have made it a 2 2 game. And then with that, it would have been probably a 3 2 game, not even a point. Just terrible, terrible coaching, terrible from the players on the field for United. All respect to Tottenham. Ryan Manson, their new coach, fourth coach of the year. He he might be their guy. He might be their guy that m- might help Tottenham finish top four if United want to blow, if they want to bottle the position that they're in right now. But it's just uh, it's tough, man. It's tough for United. It's a really tough tie. They needed to win, and now that top, that uh, four spot is really up for grabs. But Ryan Mason, all, all congratulations. Um, 
they should have a fun game against Liverpool this upcoming week. So we'll, we'll get into some predictions right now. I don't want to keep you guys here too long. Also, a little bit of news. Um, this weekend, Napoli can clinch the Serie A title with a win over Salernitana and a loss from Lazio against Inter Milan, who Inter Milan, they've been playing, playing great. Lazio currently sitting in second place. A lot of teams battling for European qualification in Serie A, so it wouldn't be a doubt in my mind if if Inter Milan could pull this game off and Napoli win. Napoli could be title winners this weekend, which would be huge. And, uh, you know, we went over the bottom of the table. Um, quick question that I got from Instagram. What does the future hold for Manchester City? Now, this is a great question. Um, I think a lot of it will come to fruition if whatever legal battles they're in right now for their financial fair play disposition depending on what the court wants to find and ruling in favor of. It's going to be tough. I mean, if they get hit with a bunch of fines from, you know, a 10-year span of basically lying about how much money they were making and how much money they were spending, it's not a it's not a thing you could just shake off and say, "Ah, it was a stupid mistake." Now this has serious implications to a lot of Manchester City to a lot of their future. So I think until we get the results on that, which could be not even next year, maybe in the following years, we could have a better understanding about what... Because this... I mean, if they finish... If they do well in the court and they, you know, they only get hit with a slap on the wrist, which (laughs) no one's rooting for that, but it's very possible it happens... This could be a dynasty. This could be the New York Yankees of the Premier League. And, you know, for years I always thought it was Manchester United. And, you know, there is no there's no doubting Sir Alex's 13 titles um, at Manchester United. It's, it's the most in the league, most by any Premier League coach. But what Pep is doing right now with Manchester City about to go on a three-peat next year could possibly quad quad peat. They could possibly quad peat, man. Because who maybe United battle, maybe Newcastle battle, li- maybe Liverpool has a couple good signings. They need something in the, the defense. They could battle uh, maybe Arsenal again. Chelsea is up for debate. Tottenham, if they figure out their organization problems you know they need a new head of football directory they need a lot they a lot of their um staff is very upset with tottenham that's why a lot of their workers have been leaving after years decades of working with the squad they've moved on from this from this organization so who knows i i don't know i i think city have a the most the best opportunity out of any team to win the league probably next year could go on for a four peat. Who knows? Who knows when this team will drop a title? That's what it really comes down to. Will City drop titles to other teams? Because the team that they have right now is undeniably the best team in the league. 
probably the world. Um, and you know, years to come, we'll see. They got the 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 lawyer situation, the 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 financial fair play situation that could hurt them a lot. So until we find out further notice, I'm gonna say they're a dynasty. They are a dynasty team. But uh, to move on to the weekend, today, Friday, VFL Bachman taking on Dortmund in a tight Bundesliga title race. Dortmund up a point on Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich play later this week. I'm going to say Dortmund win this game. I think they're flying high. I think they're going to take a little 3-1 win today. Maybe 3-0. They hold the clean sheet. But Dortmund, I win the title, please. Win the win the title. Because Bayern Munich need to feel. They need to understand what they did to Nagelsmann is the reason why they are going to finish in the form they're going to finish in. They need to feel it because it really was the most ludicrous decision-making by an organization that I've seen in a while. I mean, we can go on about Chelsea and what they've been doing with their managers, firing them even though they're not having a bad season, but still firing them. But what what Bayern Munich did to uh, Nagelsmann was uncharacteristic from the, the organization and... Uh, you know, let's go Dortmund. Let's go Dortmund. But on Saturday, great weekend of football. Crystal Palace hosting West Ham. Crystal Palace coming off a loss against Wolves. West Ham coming off a loss against Ta- um, Liverpool. You know, I'm gonna. This is a this is a draw. This is a draw. I don't see either of these teams winning. I think they're both in poor form. Um, well, I should say that I think they're both in good form. Lost a game. Now, you know, you don't know where they're going to be now. now. Now you don't know if they're going to be in good form, poor form. I'm going to say it's a draw. 1-1 draw. It's going to be a tight niche game. Maybe West Ham break off. It would be great if if they can get a couple goals from, you know, Paqueta, Bowen. Bowen's always dangerous as well. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. It should be a great game. Very tightly contested. Brentford hosting Nottingham Forest at home. I think Brentford should handle business. I think Brentford go on a little run, start battling for top seven competitions for Europe. Uh, I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game 2-1 to one against Forrest, even though Forrest would have a great win against Brighton. I think Brighton are they're shooting themselves in the foot more than they are losing games. Uh, they're losing them mainly on the fact that you know they're having a a tough form run right now. Whereas I find Brent Brentford, they don't let, you know, they can have a poor result. That doesn't bother them. And they just keep moving. So I think uh I think Brentford's gonna take this game against Nottingham. Even though Nottingham, they, they could tie this. Um I'm gonna give it to Brentford. Brighton whole Brighton and Holbal being taken on Wolves. I'm gonna say this is a draw as well. I'm going to say the form that Brighton's in, they're struggling to score goals. Matomo's not the player that he has been for a lot of the season. People are starting to understand what he's doing. You know, more eyes on him, probably a lot more um, hours going into watching film on him to know where he's going to move with the ball. 
So he doesn't surprise you. So they're shutting him down. They're shutting out Solly March. You know, their midfield's playing well, but they're just not putting goals away, man. And that's a tough one against Wolves because Wolves will put one away, hold the line, play great defense. So, honestly, I could see Wolves pulling out a one nothing win, especially with the form of Brighton scoring goals right now. But I, I got to give Brighton at least one goal. So I'm going to say it's a 1-1 draw between Brighton and Wolves. Huge tie for Wolves, um, but tough tie for Brighton. And then also on the day, we have um, Roma taking on Milan. I guess uh, this is just like a good... I'm not going to give a prediction on this game because I'm not too sure how the season's going there. But this is just a good game for um, the, the the finish, top four finish in Syria. It is a very, very tight table right now. Milan sitting in fourth place with 56 points, 14 points. Goal aggregate, Roma sitting in 5th place, 56 points, 14 goal aggregate. So they're tied on aggregate, they're tied on points. Milan's only ahead because of how many goals they scored. And uh, yeah, this could be an interesting game to see who finishes top of the top four to finish uh, qualify for Champions League. Roma playing great, Roma finding themselves in... Europa League semifinals have to take on Bayern Leverkusen and AC Milan finding themselves in the semifinals of the Champions League final taking on Inter Milan. So two good teams right now playing really good football. It's going to be a good game. Give it a watch on Saturday. Should be a lot of fun. On Sunday, we have uh, Bournemouth leading off the week taking on Leeds. Leeds United struggling in very very tough form and it looked it doesn't look like they're coming out of it anytime their defense is just so strung open they don't play their defenses it, you know they get a good draw against Leicester City but three games in a row they lose last win coming against Nottingham Forest in early April uh man oh man Brent, Brentford I mean um Bournemouth They've been playing good, you know, the the winning over Southampton, they get smoked by West Ham, but they beat Tottenham 3-2, to they beat Leicester City away, they lose to Brighton, but, you know, it's a tough game against Brighton. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bournemouth, I'm going to go Bournemouth, Cherries at home, the Cherries at home are a good team, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say at home, they're going to win this game. I'm going to say they win this game 2-1. to one. I think it's going to be a good, really good game by Bournemouth. Tavernier, Dominic Solanke, Philip Billing. They just, they do. They have a good squad. They, they're just very slept on. Um, so it should, it should be a good game. And uh, also on the day, Fulham taking on Manchester City. Fulham's home. Fulham, not the greatest run of form. Losing to Ashton Villa. Previous weeks, beating Everton, um, beating Leeds, but then also losing to Bournemouth 2-1 and losing to West Ham 1-0. I mean, it's pretty simple. Manchester City, they're not going to drop points to Fulham. If Fulham had Mitrovic, maybe. If Mitrovic is even 
healthy, ready to play. But I think City are going to take this game. Um, maybe Fulham get a goal. Maybe Willian. Uh, who is it? Harry Wilson. Maybe if, if he doesn't have a knock. It could be could be a goal. There could be a goal in there for, for Fulham. I'm just going to say, though, you know, I'm going to say City win 2-0. 2-0, keep it conservative. They could easily win by more goals than that. But I'm going to say Tim Marine plays decent enough defense where they don't get the opportunities that they've been getting in a lot of games. And, uh, you know, they keep them honest. They keep them honest. They they play a very good defensive game, but they're going to squeeze two past. Manchester United hosting Ashton Villa. Obviously, we talked about it. United coming, United coming off a tie against Tottenham, beating Nottingham, and before that, lost to Newcastle the week before beating Nottingham. They're in tough. They're in tough strays right now, and uh, Ashton Villa is six points behind. They're going to want this win. They're going to come on the road into Old Trafford. Oh, man, I don't want to give it to him, but I think United might win 2-1. to one, But I could also see them losing this game. One of these teams are going to win 2-1. to one, And as much as I love United, I just don't know if I can back them. I don't know. Just because of recent games, it's just been so tough. Ashton Villa have been flying. Haven't lost a game since, I think, February. And United can't say the same. So, that's tough. Um, I'll come back to this. I'll come back to this. Um, Newcastle hosting Southampton. Last place, Southampton. Losing to Bournemouth. Newcastle beating Everton 4-1. to Ever- I mean, uh, Newcastle. Newcastle are going to win this game. They're going to win 3-1. to Maybe maybe four to one again, but definitely three goals. They're they just have so many men moving forward. Joel Linton, uh, Alexander Isaac, Murphy's been coming out. Bruno Guillermes can serve anyone a ball on a plate. You know they they just Calvin Wilson, such a good squad, such a good front front forwards going going up. Um, Bayern Munich hosting Hearth. You know, I think I think Munich win this game. Um, just this is for the Bundesliga title race. I don't know what they're going to win by, but I think Munich should win. And then to end Sunday, Liverpool host Tottenham in a huge, huge um, Europa League, Champions League qualification battle. You know, Liverpool only a point behind Tottenham. I think because Liverpool's home, they're going to win this game. Uh, I say they win. I say they win 2-1. 2-1 Liverpool. Too much for Tottenham and Ryan Manson's boys to handle. And then for the United game, I'm going to say... I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. It's probably wrong. United are probably going to lose. But I I just can't. I can't... Um, I can't speak it into fruition. And I, I don't... I just... I'd rather be wrong with the prediction than... Uh, you know, be right with United losing. Oh, wow. Good call, Ryan. You know, that it's depressing. I don't want to think about it. 
should be a good weekend now. Some very good weekend. Oh, oh, on Monday, um, we're gonna record a podcast on Monday. But last game of the match week is uh, Leicester City hosting Everton. Both teams in poor form, battling brink relegation. Uh, this is gonna be a tough one. I think. I think they draw. I think I'm, I'm gonna give them a. A 0-0 draw. I think it's going to be a very boring Monday game. Everton has done this before. Uh, they they did this with Crystal Palace, which I find is like very similar. They tied Tottenham. So I have a feeling they're going to draw. You know, it really doesn't do much with the draw. I think it, the, the only thing that would change would put Nottingham Forest into 18th place. Leicester would move up to 17th. But not a lot of change. But it would keep the whole bottom of the table tight. Because, you know, Leeds, if they drop... If they drop points in this game against... um, Who are Leeds playing? If they drop points against Bournemouth, they're going to stay at 30. You know, um, Leicester would be at 30. Nottingham will be at 30. West Ham will be at 35 if they could tie Crystal Palace. So, it's looking like those five teams are going to be battling... Well, other than Southampton, but those four teams, I should say, are going to be battling for those last two spots in the relegation zone. But exciting weekend, everyone. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You know, uh, let me know what else we could be doing, make it a little more interesting. You know, it's fun to talk about the summaries of games and the predictions, but there's definitely more we could be doing on this. So give me your advice and Enjoy it, you know, enjoy the games. But as always, folks, World Football Talk brought to you by Ryan DiLorenzo. We'll be hearing from you soon. Enjoy the weekend. Um, If you like the episode, follow, subscribe, leave five stars. Shout us out on social media. Would much appreciate it. And as always, keep it real, folks.